For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We continue our division-by-division preview, evaluation of Rookie of the Year candidates for the year 2023. NFC North here on the show today. Welcome in another edition of the Prospects and Props Podcast. Chris Schubert, Jamie Eisner here with you. Our last uh, Rookie uh, of the Year candidate uh, show for this week. We've got the special Takes on Takes episode of the show tomorrow. Jamie, the NFC North. We talked about a lot of good players yesterday with the mm-hmm. AFC North. I think that trend is going to continue here. You know what? I'll continue. You know what? I'll continue it from from yesterday. We another layer of the onion peeled back. More good players oh, to be found. Look, can't wait. Sure, sure, sure. Whatever. This Unless bit only works. Onion. This bit only works as if the last divisions we do are the good players, and I don't think it's going to work. Yeah. Out that I, way. I, I, no, but I mean, it's going to work out that way for this week, at least, because this is going to be a really loaded episode, um, I think, for, or compared to what we've done so far. Uh, the two e- the, the two East shows were, I think, a little lackluster because I think we yeah. very properly put into context the roles for these players in year one um, in terms of evaluating their candidacy. But we'll start with a player that I think is going to be one of the more popular names that we talk about when it comes to the Offensive Rookie of the Year uh, award in particular. Sean Clifford. No, oh, you could have hit me with Jaron Hall. Jaron Hall would have worked better considering we're going to talk about the uh, the Minnesota know, Vikings. The Vikings first, yes. thirteen and four purple cockroaches first in the NFC North. They used their first round pick on Jordan Addison. Jamie, this is the guy we talked about it a little bit yesterday yep. when talking about Zay Flowers. Uh, Jordan Addison right in front of Zay, uh, and I said it yesterday, so I'm not going to quiz you on this. Sixteen to one for Jordan Addison. He is the seventh best odds, tied with Quentin Johnston. Yes, and so only behind. JSN among the wide receivers in that as well. Depends on what you consider Jameer Gibbs. Well, I don't consider him a wide receiver. He's going to be consider him playmaker, pass catcher, weapon. offensive weapon. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So here's the thing. There is a void in this offense with Adam Thielen gone. Uh, they haven't really added. I mean, obviously you have TJ Hawkinson back for another. Now you have a full year of him in Minnesota. But you have Justin Jefferson who's going to get all of the targets. But the ball's got to go somewhere else at some point. And teams are going to double Jefferson and try to take him away as much as they can. And right now, it looks like, aside from K.J. Osborne, like that next best option is going to be Jordan Addison. And I think Addison will end up being clearly the wide receiver, too, by year end. I I like this. I, I know you're not going to get a lot of odds for it, but uh, you know he's had a, he had a rough pre-draft process because he didn't test as well as people had hoped. This is a former Bolitnikoff winner. This is a guy that put up big numbers at Pitt, big numbers at USC. And it's going to get an opportunity here with with Kirk Cousins to put up some decent numbers if he stays healthy this year. Like, uh, again, he is, to me, right in the mix of the top tier. Yeah, I'd say he's probably the bottom of the top tier for me, which includes another guy we'll talk about later today. There's two running backs and some quarterbacks in that tier. Um, but I think he is absolutely in the the bottom portion of the what I would call the most likely to win the award tier. You know, I have been a staunch Jordan Addison defender. 
I have I was a believer in Jordan Addison, thought he was the wide receiver one, did not want us to lose sight of the production that this guy had in college. I love this fit for him, Jamie, because now with Adam Thielen gone, I think teams are going to be a little bit more. I can see opposing defensive coordinators going, you know what? I'm going to double Justin Jefferson, and I'm going to dare the rookie to beat me. That's, yeah. that's what those meetings are going to look like every single I, week. Look, and by the way... I, I think you're playing. You should. I, I think you're. Uh, you, you should. But I think you're. I think you're tempted fate a little bit. I really sure. Do. But 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 if if you if you're the if you're playing the Vikings and, and I have no idea of whether or not Dalvin Cook will be on this roster. Have you see, have you seen that he's there. been removed from the banner photo for the Minnesota Vikings and they've replaced him with Alexander Madison? It's a big. I did, and all, all all I needed him to do is remove stuff from his bio and clear his Instagram, and we'll, right. we'll be in full force. But That's right. Um, if if you're playing the Minnesota Vikings. Are you going to let Justin Jefferson beat you? Or are you going to take your shot with Alexander Madison, Jordan Addison, TJ Hawkinson, and KJ Osborne? Exactly. I that's would take my shot with those guys. Right. Exactly. No, that's not to say those guys can't have success, and they pro- and they will. But I, I think that we're going to see a lot of other options in this Minnesota offense be put to the test with some volume this year because teams are going to really mi- – and look, you move Justin Jefferson around, you move him off the line of scrimmage, so you can't pro- – like there are things – like Justin Jefferson's going to get his. Elite players are going to be able to get their numbers. I mean, Hopkins got doubled a million times in Houston. It didn't matter. But that also leaves opportunity for some other guys. And to your point, Jordan Addison is the, the one that is the most talented option to pick up the slack. Yeah, I, I'm in on this. The price isn't great. It's kind of baked in that he's in a good offense and that yeah. he's going to get a lot of the targets, but I, I still like him uh, as a potential candidate. Uh, not a single uh, draft selection for the Minnesota Vikings uh, makes the Defensive Rookie of the Year uh, yeah. odds. So, I mean, I, I believe it. Makai Blackman, I think, could get a significant role, but he's not winning it. But, Chris, do you also realize that the Vikings, they drafted six players, and all of them are from three-letter acronym schools. Let me take a peek here. We went, oh, I actually have the next team up. I have the lines up, so I have to go back here. Just give me a second. Just we, hit me. Yep, we went to USC for two picks. Then we went LSU for two picks. Then BYU and UAB. That Dwayne McBride like schools that are kind a- of interesting to me, by the way. Yeah, like schools that actually go by their acronym. You know what I mean? Like, these are schools that No, refer- that's like- not true. That's not true. That's not true. I remember a specific graphic for the XFL draft that referred to LSU as Louisiana State. XFL refers to him as Louisiana State. Sorry. A great day in TDN history when Jamie was like, what the it. heck is Louisiana State? And we were like, um, LSU. Dude. Well, because, right, you think of, you sound no, Louisiana State, yes. you think it's an FCS school. Yes. And so you sit, sit back and go, oh, no, LSU. Yep. Nope. That's that's fair. That's fair. We'll give you an out there. Uh, the Detroit Lions, we might have to just clear out the rest of the show for, for this team because they've got candidates. They've got candidates across the board. Jamie, I'll let you kind of dictate this. What direction do you want to go in first? Um, I think we're going to spend a lot of time on offense, so let's briefly touch on defense because um, neither neither Jack Campbell nor Brian Branch are going to win this award. That's disrespectful. Um, Both guys inside the top 15 at odds that they're at the Defensive Rookie of the Year. I'm, 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 I'm sure they are. Um, both guys are going to – again, this is tough because like I'm not talking down players that think are really good and going to have a good role. Just what, what are they going to be able to do? All right. Uh, what do you think Jack Campbell is? 18-1. to 1. It's exactly where Jack Campbell is. 18-1. to 1. What? Yes. He is, it took me four shows, but he, I finally got got one on the nose. Players he's in front of that'll probably make you angry: Deontay Banks, yep, yep. Nolan Smith, I'm, yep. That Joey makes me angry. Joey Porter Jr. from yesterday's show, seething. And I think that's about it. I like Jack Campbell a lot. I think he's going to have a nice impact. But again, he's an off-ball linebacker and a traditional one at that. Brian Branch, twenty-five to one. He's in that group that we talked about yesterday with Joey Porter Jr., Drew Sanders, yeah. Elijah Kansi, and Will McDonald. 
I, I think he's fine as a flyer there. I, I got to figure out where he's going to play. That's a and where he's going to play full time. Yep. Um, so I, and I'm sh- I'm glad that Broderick Martin isn't isn't there because that was even Broderick Martin thought he was a day three pick. Did you see that report? Wow. That he's like even he thought he was a day three pick, and the Lions surprised him when they called him at the at the end of the third round. So um, tells you all you need to know about that reach there. Uh, so let's talk about the offense, Chris. Chris unless you, I'm sorry, Chris. Do you want to? Do you like any of the, the uh, I don't, two options? No, I, trust me, I don't like the value of Jack Campbell at eighteen to one. I'll tell you that much. No. Brian Branch. No, if he was like fifty to one or something, then I'd be like, okay, maybe. And Brian Branch, but, I no. like the player, right? I like the player a lot, but I don't necessarily know what role he's going to fit in right away. And I also don't know, Jamie, what kind of production he's going to be able to have that's going to warrant a true candidacy at the position. So to me, that feels. Uh, a little, a little too, too high for me to, to really get on board. So I'm out. Yeah. I'm out on both those guys. All right, now let's have a, let's have a fun conversation here. Well, this is going to be fun, there, right? There's an obvious answer, but I, there's also one like I don't want to rule out. Okay, and well, I will tell you, there are three. There are three Detroit Lions that have odds. Three. Uh, I'm not betting on Hidden Hooker, so let's not even. All right, talk well, about that. Right? Don't don't. Okay. We we have a long show here. Can we at least just discuss that Hendon Hooker's fifty to one? That's his odds. Over under one point five starts for Hendon. Oh, Hooker. I see what you did there. Because if you were going to go two and a half, I was going to take the under. He did really well here. I still I, I still think Jeez. I'm going to take the under. I'm taking it, the unders. But at one and a half, it's close. I'm taking the under. Okay. So I don't think we need to discuss this much more. He's not going to play. Fifty to think. one. And the, 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 that's 50 times more than the games he's going to probably play um, this year. I like Hen Hooker a lot, but this is not this ain't it. All right, um, Jameer Gibbs and Sam Laporta. Yeah, and and to me, this is going to be a, a value difference. Because what? What's Jameer Gibbs? Six to one? Nine to one? Nine to one? And then Sam Laporta is twenty-two to one. Uh, that would be incorrect. Okay, what is Sam? Laporta? Sam Laporta has worse odds than Hendon Hooker. Hmm. I see. This is why we had to have the headed hooker conversation. It set up a great bit here on the show, and you almost railroaded us right through it. Hmm. Sam Laporte's odds for offensive remind, rookie of the year. Remind me of this when we do our best value at the end of the show. Sixty to one for Sam Laporte hmm. to be offensive okay. rookie of the year. All right. So let's talk about Gibbs first, and we'll go to Laporte. Uh, Gibbs is obviously an tremendous talent mm-hmm. and is going to be used in a litany of ways right away if you're chris schubert you believe he's the starting running back if you're me we're, we're, we still have to figure out what we're doing with this debate uh but either way he's going to be on the field a lot mm-hmm. as a pass catcher as a runner as an offensive playmaker he's gonna get a lot of play he's got a lot of talent and he's gonna he's gonna get plenty of touches so that's what you like mm-hmm. obviously nine to one isn't great on the return but he is again in very much in the middle of the tier of most likely to win this I would say he's appropriately valued behind Bijan. I think he's appropriately valued. I'm assuming there's at least two quarterbacks ahead of him on this. So we don't know yet. We haven't gotten into all of them, but I assume that's where he'll be. So I think he's valued properly. Um, so if you wanted to bet on him, I have no issues. Uh, I don't think there's value here, but I also don't think I'd be scared away by the odds either. But I will cede the rest of my Jameer Gibbs time to you, Chris, because this this is your – Jameer Gibbs to Detroit was your brand pre-draft, and I would love to hear – what you think about this. Yeah, this is a bet on one specific person. This is a bet 
on Ben Johnson being in that room mm -hmm. and pounding the table and saying, give me an opportunity to use this guy in this offense. Because the praise that was heaped on Ben Johnson all throughout the course of 2022 was one, rightfully deserved with the creativity and what he was getting out of that offense. And two, yep. it was an insight into clearly the direction that this team was starting to go in from an offensive play calling perspective. And they're they're not going to have Jamison Williams for the first six weeks of the season. I think that is a benefit to Jameer Gibbs when putting together well, offensive rookie of the year case because somebody else is going to have to take on that workload and Amon Ross St. Brown is going to get his it doesn't matter what you throw at Amon Ross St. Brown he could be the only receiver on the field and he still finds a way to put up numbers you and I've done this song and dance where we've mm -hmm. we've said to everybody put some respect on Amon Ross St. Brown's name this guy's very good and he continues to go out there and produce but somebody else has to emerge and I think that somebody else is going to be Jameer Gibbs and I think the easiest way for a young a rookie running back to make an impact is when you can be a pass catcher. Guess what Jameer Gibbs' yeah. best trait is as a runner? It's his ability to catch the ball to the backfield. You can line him up as wide receiver, and he can make plays for you. And so to me, the creativity that Ben Johnson's going to bring to the table, the fact that you have a player that he he on his own is creative in the way that you can utilize him, I think the, the addition of that together is just going to create a very, very unique role for Jameer Gibbs, and I'm very, very excited uh, to see um, what he what it looks like for him in year one. I will tell you, I have a statistic prepared that will will talk down Sam Laporta and why I would take Jameer Gibbs at, at nine to one before I would take Sam Laporta at sixty to one. But I want to give you an opportunity to talk about Sam Laporta first. Yeah, I, I just think there's there's a, a clear opportunity for him to be successful right away. His competition is Brock Wright, James Mitchell, and Shane, and Shane Zilstra. Like I, I, he does not have heavy competition in front of him. We have seen whether it was TJ Hawkinson or even flashing back to like the Gerald Everett's and company of the world. We have seen Jared Goff target tight ends at least significantly enough to get some some work in. Again, I will caution that first year tight ends tend to to have an acclimation period and, and and all of that. And this is not a case of I like Sam Porter, but I don't like him quite as much as I like like a Michael Mayer or somebody like that, the very elite tier. I think the thing that's really exciting for me is just the opportunity for him as a strong route runner and a guy that can catch passes in traffic that he can be, particularly, again, in that early part of the season, maybe where you, there might be a lull for a rookie, he might be asked to do more with Jamison Williams and other auxiliary pieces out um, for a while. So I, again, at 66 to one or whatever, 60 it was, to one, 60 to one, like he's probably not going to win it. But if I had, like I said, if I had a small, you know, $2, $3, $5 bet, I think I, that's absolutely worth a flyer here. So I've got some. What's your stat? I've got some numbers for you, and I think we're going to have to do some research on this. So I pulled up right. Fantasy Pros NFL targets by team for the 2022 season, and this looked at Week One through Week 18, and it organized yep. it by position. The Detroit Lions were the sixth lowest in terms of target share to tight ends. It was 16.7%. The only teams yep. they were better than were the Dolphins, Giants, Bills, Bengals, and Bucks. Now that takes the whole year into effect. I want to do a little extra digging here that I didn't do when pulling up this number. When was, what week was it when TJ Hawkinson got traded? Because I want to see what it was before while TJ was there and what it was after to see if the suppression of this number is because they got rid of a good tight end in TJ Hawkinson or if there was a trend throughout the year of we never utilize the tight end because I think that'll give us an answer into how Sam Laporta might be utilized early on in his career. So he was traded. I have to see what the uh, exact week was here. He was traded. 
I, I don't. I hate before. to put you, put you on the spot here, but this is important. I think for the context of the information, it, it is. It is. So the first. So the last week that he played in Detroit okay. was week eight. So was week, week eight. eight. So week one through week eight. I'm going to now update this this list, and I'm going to sort here in just a second. So give me give me an opportunity. So from week one to week eight, they were more middle of the road at 20.9% of, of the, of their targets went to the tight ends. Yeah. Now we, now after, so we have to look at week nine through week 18. Yeah. I imagine it was incredibly low just given the, the names that they had there. Right. And let's, and just to make sure, just to make sure we're being fair to the numbers here, let's look at it. Cause I think they're going to come in way low. They came in at third lowest, 13.5. The yeah. only teams they were in front of were Giants and Dolphins. So it is a little of when they didn't have a marquee tight end like TJ Hawkinson, it suppressed. But overall, they were not a big utilizer of the tight end in comparison to the rest of the league. And so I think that's yes. important. It's important for it's important for what we do here for uh, this. It's important for player props. It's important for fantasy, which is all the stuff that we cover here. It is important to recognize this number that the tight end, not a major factor of the Ben Johnson offense, at least in 2022. And it's also important to note that he's not TJ Hawkinson. He, he as a prospect or right. what the finished product. TJ Hawkinson, a first so, round player. Yes. Uh, a, a fairly high first round player, if I remember correctly. Uh, top 15, correct? Yeah, I thought it was top 15, top 20. So, like, he, and same school, right? TJ Hawkinson went to Iowa, yeah. There you go. More, more, Iowa, more Iowa tight ends in the league. Maybe he is the same guy. Who knows? Speaking of Iowa. But no. Okay. That was the first pick for the Green Bay Packers in the 2023 NFL Draft. Oh, They're the next team for Iowa. us on the list. It's like between Campbell and Laporta and, and now Lucas Van Ness, we just have a lot of a lot of Iowa talk. Uh, a lot of Iowa talk here on the show. And so I, I will say a team that's it's got plenty of options for this award. You could pick a lot of different names. Uh, let me let me get the odds uh, well, back Particularly up on offense. I mean, defense doesn't give you a ton at the moment. Lucas Van Ness. You want to guess? That, that rhymes, Chris. You're a poet and you didn't know it. Um, I'm going to say Lucas Van Ness is 15 to 1. 14 to 1. You're on a bit of a hot streak here. 14 to 1, sixth highest odds for Lucas Van Ness. Uh, this is more of a case where I think that's fair value. I'm just not, it's not for me, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Um, I don't see him starting right away. He's more of a, he's been discussed as a, as a high upside developmental player. You still have got Preston Smith and, and Rashawn Gary there. Kingsley and Barre also showed some some promise from time to time. He'll get his. He'll get an opportunity to to be in the rotation. But I, I think he is. That's a pick more for the future than it is for year one in, in my estimation. So uh, I don't have a fundamental problem with the the odds. I just. It's going to be one of those guys who's just not for me. Yeah, agreed, 100%. Just a guy that's not for me. Um, fits their defense, fits what they want to do. I just don't know what kind of year one production there's going to be. Uh, what if I told you, Jamie, that there were, I'm just double-checking here, two, two Green Bay Packers offensive rookies that make the that make the odds, according to our friends over at FanDuel. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd imagine it's Jaden Reed and Luke Musgrave. Those would be the two gentlemen. Picks. Those would be the two gentlemen, yes. Um. Okay. I'm going to say Musgrave is 25 to 1. Okay. And I'm going to say Jane Reed is 28 to 1. Okay. So uh, way off on both. Would you like to give it another okay, try? Cool. Would you like to give it another no. go? <laughs> okay. No. Uh, um, Luke Musgrave, 100 to 1. Okay. So I got to remember that nobody cares. That there's no Green Bay tax anymore. Got it. That's what that tells me. Because um, Aaron Rodgers is gone. Right. And Jane, Aaron Rodgers is still there. Luke Musgrave is like, thir- is like 10 to 1. And Jaden Reed, but, 60 to 1. Okay, I, I want. I, all right, there's I'm, value I might, 
there's value here. Jade I, Reed, I think Jade Reed is the wide receiver too on the Green Bay Packers. My call. Yeah, uh, I, I think he's one. He's a better prospect than Romeo Dobbs was. I think he's yep. a better player than Romeo Dobbs. Um, I expect him to get a lot of work this year. The question is going to be: Is what is Jordan Love as a, as a passer? Right. Will he be able to? Will he be able to feed any of these rookies, whether it's Musgrave or Jaden Reed, enough targets to be able to get in this conversation? It leans me more towards Musgrave because of the tight end checkdowns, middle of the field. That might be the area maybe, that, uh, maybe, but that's but also receivers tend to translate better in year one. So like there's there's I might be you know talking what I mean? myself there's, out of this entire. I say it's all around it's all around the corner here, and I know Luke Musgrave was your tight end one, I believe. He so, was yes. Uh, so I, I there's value on both of these guys, but Jaden Reed, I'm really intrigued by. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think there's there's going to be even on bad offenses, there's going to be guys that move. The, they're going to have to catch the ball for him. Now, odds are, Christian Watson and Aaron Jones will both be have a strong chance to be the top two guys in terms of target share. But I think the third guy has a really good chance. It could be Jaden Reed. Could be. And Loveway did the Senior Bowl, and I, I at at those odds, I would take a flyer. I really would. Um, Reed at sixty to one is a flyer that I that I like a lot. Yes. Yeah. The Chicago Bears, the last team here on the list. Okay. Jamie, I'm going to tell you right now, there are two Bears offensive rookies that make the list, and there are two Bears defensive rookies that make the list. And neither of them were the first round picks. First round pick. Their first round pick is not on the list, no. Yeah. <sighs> okay, so do the thing. Say the line. Say the line, Bart. Say the line. I don't remember what my line was. Say the line about Gervon Dexter. Say the line. Do the oh, thing. No. Okay. There's not a chance in hell that Gervon Dexter can do enough to win this award. 80 to 1 for Gervon Dexter. 80 to no, 1. Not, not doing this. Tyreek Stevenson is that's the other interesting. Name. That's the other name. Not again, another one that's not for me. Uh, I could see one. him playing. 50 to 1. Yeah, I could see. Uh, yeah, that's not going to. I'm not going to bet on that. I could see him having a significant role early on, but not somebody I want to bet on. The interesting names here are, the, are, are, are I'm assuming, Roshan Johnson and Tyler Scott. Those would be the two. Do you want to try to, you want to try to place them on the board? No, but I'm going to do it. Okay. Uh, Roshan. 30 to 1. Close. 35 to 1 for Roshan Johnson. And Tyler Scott, 55 to 1. 60 to 1. Same tier as Jaden yeah, Reed. I'm close. I'm, some cl- I'm close. Um, I don't think Tyler Scott's a worthwhile bet only because there are other options there. And I Tyler still Scott. have to see. I like Tyler Scott, but you've got Mooney, you've got Claypool, you've got DJ Moore. And I want to see, quite frankly, how much Justin Fields is going to throw. And that's why Roshan Johnson's the value here, because we're going to run the ball for 275 yards a game. Okay, yes. uh, This is my opportunity to say it once again. We're just going to run the ball 400 times. And his competition right now is Deontay Foreman and Khalil Herbert, both players that you like in their own right, but n- not players that would necessarily do anything that would prevent Roshan Johnson from winning this job, or at least winning enough carries. I think they're going to they're clearly going to use multiple backs here. But yeah, Roshan Johnson really intrigues me. Uh, he's a guy that I know a lot of NFL people talked up throughout the pre-draft process. He kind of got lost in, in B. John Robinson's shadow at it's Texas. Tough. It's a tough, tough backfield to be a part of when B. John Robinson's the it, guy for you. But he still made an impact. Uh, everything I've heard about him, he's a great human being too, which which could be which is a good sign for maturity potentially get on the field uh, in year one. Uh, again, I'm probably not placing a bet on any of the Chicago guys, but Roshan Johnson, if I had to put on one, I would take on Roshan Johnson, offensive player, of the, excuse me, offensive rookie of the year. Now we have to do the thing, Jamie. 
We've, value. We have to pick one of these guys from a value perspective that we like. I'm still going to take Laporta at 60. What is it? 66 to 1? 60 to 1. I don't know why you keep trying 60. to add an extra 6 to it. You, but You know why? Because a lot of times, like when you look at Super Bowl odds, like a lot of times, like 66 to 1 is a common number that okay. they tend to use later on. Uh, so 60 to 1. Sorry. Uh, I think that's going to be oh, my pick for this one. I, I hate all of this. I think that's a starting. I think that's a starting pass catcher on an offense that's a suspended wide receiver. That's going to be a really fun offense, and I'm getting it sixty to one. I'm going to take a shot there. Oh, am I really going to talk myself into Jaden Reed at sixty to one from a value? He'd be my second choice. I mean, that's. I, I just again. You, you, and it's priced into the number, I think, that you don't know what yeah, you're going to get from from. But it's value, like Jordan like, Love. But yeah, it's value. I, I just yeah, because look, if it, it different. I'll go Jordan. What Love. do you think the odds would be if Aaron Rodgers was still there? Uh, Jaden Reed. He's like eighteen to 15 one. Fifteen to one. Yeah, yeah. Like so, like, uh, and I get it, but like, it's as you said, it's priced in. Yeah, I, I'll go Jaden Reed again. I don't love it. Um, I'm not. I can't get on board with Laporta. Defensively, I look at this like Van Ness isn't good value at fourteen to one. Jack Campbell at eighteen to one is not good value. There's no, yeah, there's no good Brian Branch at twenty five to one. I don't love. I'm just kind of rehashing to make sure I didn't miss anybody. Tyreek Stevenson, no. Garvon Dexter, no. Like there's just nobody no. in that group that makes sense. So to me, it's got to be an offensive player. So I'll go Jaden Reed. I do think he's going to be the wide receiver two on the team. Does it translate to enough production? That's going to be really up to Jaden Reed and Jordan Love to be able to develop that chemistry uh, early and often. Uh, that's it for us here on the show. We've got a takes on takes episode of the show for you all tomorrow. Should be a lot of fun to, for to, for you guys to hear that. And then we're back at it next week uh, with more of these evaluating rookie of the year candidates division by division. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Schubert underscore. You can follow Jamie uh, on Twitter at Jamie Eisner. Appreciate every single one of you making this show a part of your day. Please rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Come on back and see us again tomorrow. Everybody have a great rest of your Thursday. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.